Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show. I know that these are strange times that we live in, and I thought it'd be nice for me to share some tips about working from home. Um, Obviously, I've done it, and you guys have heard me talk about it. I've pretty much worked from home the bulk of my career, which is a long time, so definitely over a decade. And I know that there it can be great for some people like me. I love it. I love having my own space. I don't necessarily have to always be social, but I know that there are some ways that and some little thing tips that I've learned across the years to kind of help you stay shining at work, right? Because a lot of people are afraid when they work from home that they won't get the recognition they deserve. They won't be able to kind of stand out. I can teach you how to do that um, and just kind of help you get used to it. So, hey, but before I jump into these tips that I think you will enjoy, I would love it if you would go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already y'all probably tired of me singing your ear i'm sorry i can't help it that's just who i am but seriously subscribe to the show uh share it with your friends share it on social media share it wherever you want because that's what we're here for um and i want to say thank you i want to say thank you for supporting us and for keeping us going so let's jump right in so (sighs) let me go ahead and tell y'all the truth I know a lot of y'all probably think working from home takes 40 hours. No, it does not. It's very rare that you have a job that you work from home that's going to take you 40 hours a week to do. So unless you have a job where you're like doing customer service, which I understand then you're probably in a queue and you have to take calls. um, And I'm not saying go to sleep all day. I'm just saying you got to learn how to work whatever system you're in. First of all, most of the time your company really won't care as long as all your work is getting done. Now, That doesn't mean you won't have to keep stay logged in. Get that mouse, girl. Get that mouse and put it on the mouse pad or on a book next to you while you watch your movies after you finish your work and you move that mouse around, okay? You move that mouse around and you make sure you send a message and you schedule a couple to go out just so you seem like you're in the loop. You know, keep your DMs on, keep checking them. But the whole joy of working from home, which is why I love it, is I can wash my clothes in the middle of the day, right? I can go out and I can make my daughter's appointments or I can make doctor's appointments in the middle of the day and I don't have to take PTO. So that's the plus, right? So think about that as the positive. And then show them they can trust you. That's the biggest part that I don't think people understand. Showing them that they can trust you is keeping that mouse moving. It takes effort, right? Sending those notes and responding quickly. Be accessible. This doesn't mean go cut your yard. You know, don't go start working on your car or go on a shopping spree at the mall unless you have an iPad with your stuff pulled up and you got a quiet spot you can run to. You know, I always, I love to go work in different places. Sometimes I'll go if I have a meeting or something, I can take a meeting earlier. If I have a doctor's appointment, it's on the other side of town. I'll just take my laptop. I can work wherever I want. I can tell my girlfriend, hey, I'm near your job. Come have lunch with me, a long lazy lunch. You know, you still get time uh, for lunch. You still get all those things and those amenities. But showing people that they can trust you is doing your work, turning it in on time, 
being accessible and not disappearing. And you do that consistently for about a month or a few weeks. And guess what? You've shown your manager that you can be trusted and you can be relied on and they stop looking for you. And even if for some reason you're unavailable, they don't think the worst because they expect and they know that you're going to do a good job. Um, I would also say anticipating the needs of your manager. If you know that there's a special project that your manager is working on and you typically help with certain things, anticipate it. Maybe be proactive and send them an email and say, hey, I know we typically uh, do this. I went ahead and prepared it for you. I got this slide deck together already. Uh, if you have questions, get it back to me. Be proactive. And basically, you're going to have to manage up right? So you're going to show people how to work with you. If you don't want them calling you before 10 a.m., right? Because you want to work out every morning and they don't need to know that, then you need to make sure that everything you know that they're going to need is handled pre the day prior. Uh, you want to check those emails first thing. So in case this is what I do. <laughs> I wake up first thing. I scan my emails to see because I have a lot of night owls who will literally email me at three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, whatever, whenever the idea hits them. I make it a point to not respond to work emails after 7 p.m. Uh, that's just for me because I don't want people getting the habit of thinking that they can email me all times of night. So I do not respond. I might see it. If I see it, I leave it unread. And I know that that's something I need to handle first thing. Now, if there's an emergency, they know to call me or text me. Um, but then the first thing in the morning, I'm going to scan my emails and I'm going to see if there's anything pressing that absolutely needs my attention before I go take my daughter to school, uh, before I go hop in the shower. If there is something that I absolutely need to get to, I'm going to take care of that first. And then everything else will go accordingly. I also make sure people know that I only check my emails certain times a day. So you can set up an automatic responder and you can say, Hi, um, in the responder, I check my email. If, if you're sending, if you if you oh, blah, 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 I can't talk. If you've sent this email between the hours of blah 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 blah, I will respond at two p.m. when I check my emails. Setting that tone, or even sending out a note to your team. Hey, team, uh, I've noticed I've spent a little bit too much time on my emails, so I'm setting up certain email times. If you need me in, in between those times, DM me or text me or give me a call. That right there sets the tone and it sets the standard and people accept it and you are managing up because you're telling people that I am available to you, but also have other work to do. The reason why I only check my emails certain times a day is because I literally get probably 75 emails to hundred emails a day just from work. Right. Um, and if I were to sit there and check them all day, I wouldn't get half of my big projects or the things that really I should be focusing on done. And it would constantly keep me sidetracked. So I literally turn off those sound. I don't allow those alerts in and I let people know that I'll get to them and they understand that. And I prioritize them. If they're asking me for something, I might respond and say, Hey, I just want to let you know, I received this email. It's on my radar. You can expect a response or the first draft. Cause I'm in marketing, uh, 10 days from now or seven days from now, I have a couple of pressing, uh, projects that I'm working on. It's letting them know and they, they expect it. So now they know that they're not going to get an immediate response from me as soon as they email me. They don't expect it. And it helps me manage my sanity because a lot of times I think when you first start working from home, you think that checking every email makes it seem like you're working. You are working. If you have projects, you're doing them. They will know really quickly if you're not working right? Your deadlines won't be made. Your work won't be done. You won't be someone they can get a hold of. So you don't have to check an email to let somebody know you're working. And you can do this even with those bosses who are micromanagers or sticklers. 
setting that tone with them, letting them know the hours, they probably will appreciate it. They're like, oh, she is working. She already set the tone. I only check email between these hours and make one of the sessions early. So if you're supposed to be clocked in at eight, you check email from eight to nine. And then you maybe check a midday, you check it from one to two after lunch, and then you check it from 4.30 to five, right before you clock out, right? So that they know, hey, it's going to be slow. And they know if they need something, they DM you and use whatever inner office DM and system that you have. So that is definitely something that I think will help you thrive managing up. Uh, and it keeps you visible. And then you want to send, be proactive. Oh, this is a game changer here. You want to be proactive in letting your boss management know what you're doing. So send a weekly summary of what you're working on. If they don't ask for one already, what you should do is always keep a running document of any major projects that you're working on and what went into them. Because a lot of times you might be working on something and you feel like if you just write, I worked on the such and such proposal. Uh, that's vague, right? So maybe you say, I researched market research on this topic. I did keywords this. I checked analytics on that. And then I love to send graphics so if I have like spreadsheets I won't send the whole but I love I use a program for marketing called dash this where I can set up automatic weekly reports from our Google Analytics or our social media and I can get those links they automatically report and I can set them in say hey in case you were wondering what our numbers were for this month here's our monthly recap check this link um, I can let them know what's on the horizon and in my summary I'm going to tell you what I worked on for the week what's currently a thorn in my side, right? So this means if I need help, this is your chance to reach out to your manager and manage their time too. They have more than one person on their team, right? So they don't have time for you to call them and DM them every time you have a question. Say that to your report and you say, hey, these are a couple things on the horizon I could use your help with. List those five things and use bullet points. Do not write a dissertation. No one wants to read a whole autobiography about what the heck you worked on all week. That's why they pay you. They pay you to do your job. So you tell them what you worked on. These are the things I might need some help with. Put it on their horizon. Uh, if I'm traveling, I'll put, hey, I'm at an office, such and such day through this. I'll be slow to respond. I'll put that there. This is where I'm headed um, because I don't necessarily you know, the way I, my role, I could be anywhere. And my boss doesn't know where I am. He doesn't check my calendar or anything like that. So I want you to know where I am, why I'm not responding or what time zone I'm in. Right. Cause I could be anywhere and you're emailing me at six o'clock in the morning and I'm on Pacific time. Right. And you're on Eastern. So you should know that I am slow to respond cause I'm actually sleeping and I'm supposed to be sleeping cause I'm not in the same time zone as you. Right. So it's really setting those expectations and, and letting them know what's going on and, and letting them know what help you might need, any hiccups um, and any questions you may have. That is paramount, trust me. And just make sure you proof it. And I always, what I do is every time I finish a project, I'll go ahead and just keep a running document of the week of everything I want to touch on with my manager, uh, let them know what I'm working on. So come Friday when I'm ready to send it or Saturday morning, whenever I decide to, it's already pretty much done. And I am the queen of nothing else. If nothing else, I'm the queen of systems. I can create a system. I am organized. I can help you get your life, right? I know what platforms to use to make it easy. I know um, how to make it easier for people. And if, like, like I said, my biggest thing was if you're asking me for reports, don't call me last minute asking me for numbers or Google Analytics use the link I sent you. I'm, I'm empowering you to get the information you need. I remember the first time I did that with a manager, um, 
he wasn't used to it. He was used to people just sending him spreadsheet after spreadsheet. I'm like, what a waste of time and space for me to have to go pull this report for you every day when they have automation systems that can do that. Anytime he wants it, all he has to do is click it and it's automatically populated. Like that was a game changer. And it, and it keeps you on your toes because you make sure that you're doing your part to give them the information they need and you can check it easily. And I, me, I share with all of our C-level executives because I'm in marketing, right? And I work with every department. So a lot of times I'm working on projects that maybe my boss, you know, the, the CEO doesn't know that I'm working on for the CFO. So they can know what projects and I'll put that. These are the projects I'm working on this week. This is the new art I'm working on. Such and such should expect it by then. Uh, and I ask for feedback a lot and keeping them in the loop always justifies you being there. And a, a big thing you want to do when you work from home is always stay on the forefront of people's mind because you're not in the office. So if you're in a different city or a different state, this will help you tremendously. More Brunch and Slay after this. Meditation is more than a trendy pastime. It's a practice that has changed lives. As a matter of fact, it's changed my life. That's why I've partnered with the folks over at Gaiam to give all of you lovely people an incentive to start your own journey in meditation. Head over to Gaiam.com and use code BRUNCHANDSLAY20 before the end of May to get 20% off of all the meditation basics. Everything from cushions to aromatherapy diffusers, this could be the start of something beautiful. And now back to Brunch and Slay. If you are in the same city, try to think of ways, of, I would say at least once a week, maybe every eight days, maybe not every seven, go into the office, whether that be schedule one meeting on site. Uh, for me, I try to do it weekly. I usually do a face-to-face with somebody in the office at least once a week if I'm not traveling because I there's always people there who haven't seen me who have questions and they this is the time for them to get FaceTime with me. So I might carve out one whole day or half a day where I just literally take meetings back to back at the office so that I can get things done. And then you want to be there for other departments. A lot of times, a lot of camaraderie is missed when you don't work in an office. I like to be able to kind of just slide in and slide out and get them used to that. You just set the tone. But I guarantee you, as long as you're meeting your deadlines, as long as you're doing your work, you will not have an issue. Um, and then keep a log for yourself on any major projects or anything you know that 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 warrants maybe a raise, that warrants um, a shout out or somebody saying what job well done. Because when it's time for your review, you'll be able to, to have these talking points and know exactly what you worked on and how you benefited the company over the last, during this time. And if you are in this position now because of what's going on in, in the atmosphere, then you want to definitely show how, start looking at the, the numbers yourself. So if your percentage of workload or your work went up, then say that, hey, before this happened, I was only getting so much done a day because so many people stopped by my desk or stopped by my office. Being able to work from home helped me improve my workflow 75%, which gave us this closing or this deal or I closed this many offers. This is something I want to do full time. And that's a great bargaining chip. So maybe you're not able to get a raise because companies might be stagnant for a while, but maybe they can give you two days a week that you work from home. 
So it's an excellent time for you to negotiate that. And I do believe that companies will be more open to the work-life balance of working from home uh, after the dust settles from everything that's going on with COVID-19 and the coronavirus. I, I do believe that. And I think that if you're going to go that route, just make sure you have proof and that's stuff that you've documented of how much you've done and how much more your numbers have gone up and what value you working from home has brought to the company. Now, for those of you who are managing for the first time a whole team virtually, it could be exhausting. That much I know. Uh, I've managed up to 50 people at one time virtually, and they were all over the country from Florida to Hawaii. So I, I got a whole lot of tricks. And like I say, you know when somebody's not working. So that's the biggest thing. You're always wondering, are they working? One thing I'm going to tell you, again, it doesn't take 40 hours to do most jobs. And you need to get that in your head as a manager, right? From the managing perspective, stop worrying about it. Who cares if they get their job done in two hours? If it's done, it's done, and you're still going to pay them for their eight. I think our structure is just messed up as a whole, as a culture, as a, as a country, thinking that it takes 40 hours every week. Very few jobs take that much time. It's just the truth. Um, but you need to be open to that. You need to have some leeway. There, if their kids are at home, you need to understand that. If you don't have kids, get over it, because I was just like that when I didn't have kids. I thought everything was supposed to be just like, just so. And that's just not reality. These are little humans who you have no control over, period. <laughs> so give them some slack. That, that might be why they aren't working the hours of 10 to 3 because that's school time, right? And that, and that takes, so maybe they're waiting till their kids go to sleep and they're getting it done. As long as they're getting it done, you know, pick your battles, right? That's number one. Uh, and there's no need to micromanage, so you shouldn't be checking in unless, because you'll know quickly, right? And then you start making your paper trail, you talk to HR about that and they'll tell you how to do it. Uh, and just cut a little slack for people because that's the whole point of working from home it is it is a perk you are washing clothes you are multitasking you might take a personal phone call that's okay as long as the work is done which is what we're what we're paying people to do then let them do it and let them figure it out because I believe happy employees are the best employees and I can tell you one thing I, my job as an employee is not necessarily a employer or a manager is not to rule you. My job is to give you the resources that you need so you can thrive and that you can grow because that makes me look good as a manager when you do great work and you do it in a timely manner and you get promoted under my, under my tutelage, then that makes me look good. So I want to be open with you. I want to be honest with you. I want my employees to be comfortable telling me, hey, I'm going to doctor and I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't encourage them and make them take PTO off or doing those type of things because I know that if they had work that was done when they come home from the doctor or that was due, they're going to come home from the doctor and they're going to do that work when they get home because they know the deadlines and they're not going to let me down and they're not going to make me look bad, right? Because I'm cheering for them. So think about how you want to be treated. Think about how much easier life would be if you had a manager who would just look out for you, who would uh, guide you and, and give you that. So definitely uh, give them, cut them some slack. Now, there are a lot of things that are out there as far as managing folks, and you're probably wondering, like, what platforms can you use? So there's a ton. So if you're on Microsoft, they have Teams, right? So that's a great one because you can share documents. You can just make checklists. I love Trello. I use that for Brunch and Slay. I use Trello and WhatsApp for Brunch and Slay. I just moved over from Slack. I was on Slack for years with Brunch and Slay. And I, I could not, I didn't like having to always bring in another app 
to do to do list or to do a Google call or whatever the case may be. So I did away with Slack. I use Trello. It's totally free, number one. Uh, and we have all of our boards and we're able to communicate. And my team for Brunch of Slates all over the world. Okay. I have someone in the Czech Republic. I have someone in Spain. I have folks in the US and all different states. We have a team of seven people and none of us live in the same city. And we never skip a beat. And they rarely even talk to one another. We have a quarterly call video conference where we all look at each other and we talk and we brainstorm and we talk about projects, but we are able to work remotely because it's all about how you manage. I meet with my team once a week individually and we talk about what projects I have for them. Uh, we create a checklist for that week of a week of basically a to-do list of all the tasks that I need to be worked on worked on and um, we go over it. If there's any art I need to review, we review it during the call. If there's any new projects I want from them and they know what to expect. We have a set time every week uh, and we have set goals and those goals have got to be made. If they're not, then we know what needs to be done. And it's super simple and people love their freedom. Uh, their hours are what, you know, I, I pay them for a certain amount of hours and I doubt it takes them those hours. It probably takes them a good two hours of just concentrated work to get the things that we need done. Maybe more, um, no more than probably two hours a day, I would say. Uh, but it is what it is. And I know that because people like, you know, you need that flexibility. But having that to-do list and then putting procedures in place. So not only do I have a to-do list, like if there's certain tasks that I have that are specific to certain jobs, then I take the time and I write them out. Um, when it comes to like our podcast, the person who's working and who's, and who's posting it, I literally sit down and write a process and procedure so that there's one place where all these processes and procedures and and passcodes and everything lives in one space. That's just why I like Teams for Microsoft because you can keep all of that in a whole other tab and everybody has access to it. It's really important to give people what they need to succeed um, and that they can do their job whether they're with you or not. And giving them uh, an extension of that and making sure that you're, you know, you're setting them up for success. And so be accessible for your team. So allow them to text you, allow them to DM you or IM you, whatever the case may be. Um, during the week, typically, if my team has questions, they will either text me. And if this is for a bunch of slate and my full-time job, uh, my team texts me. Because they know I have certain hours. I'm not, I'm not going to answer the email. I'm not even opening my email. I might even just totally close it off my whole desktop so I can work. So they know if they need me to text me because that's going to be the fastest way. And then I can pause and I can jump in and I can help them. Help them and success, help set them up for success. Um, and just really remember what matters. A lot of people, you know, they need acknowledgement tell them thank you, tell them job well done, shout them out, and then toot their horn to your managers. If they helped you on a certain project, always give them their credit. Uh, always give them opportunities to sit in on meetings with you when it's something that's area of their specialty. Give them a chance and let them know. I always tell them, especially when folks who work for Burnt to Slate, working with me has to be a mutual beneficial relationship or this won't work. I, my job is to give you skills and resources to take on to wherever you may go, whatever the path takes you. And your job is to make me look great and make our brand look great. So if we both know what we're in this for, same thing with somebody who works for me full time. 
I would be crazy to think they're going to work for me forever, right? So I always tell them, hey, I'm thinking you'll be with me two years at least. I'm going to invest in you. I'm going to get you to the right conferences and the right rooms with the right people. I'm going to give you the right articles. I'm going to give you exposure. You tell me what you want to learn about. I'm going to try to expose you to that because that is what we're here for. If you're in a management position, that's your whole job is to help your team grow. And if you're pouring into people like that, then then only others will pour into you and you will continue to get people who want to, who thrive and help you thrive. And that's just the circle of love. Um, and, and just be, you know, when you're looking for people, if you're looking for a team and you're hiring people and you're, and you're hiring for the first time, someone who's going to work remotely, uh, you want to look for people self-paced. Maybe they volunteer a lot at different organizations. If they can handle juggling a lot, if they're a parent with multiple kids, that's probably a great, I always say that's great because they are not going to want to let that go. I can tell you that right now. Someone who has more than one kid or any kids who can work from home does not want to come into an office if they have that option. So they're going to do whatever it takes to keep that. You pay them fairly, you treat them well, and you give them the resources they need. They are not going anywhere, right? So you get better workers because of that work-life balance. Um, I think that's so important that you remember that. Uh, and then bring your team together quarterly, even if that's to celebrate the birthdays that are happening that quarter, you go take them to dinner, or you do something at the office quarterly, make sure you invite them to the office things that are happening. If they work remotely in different states, then you maybe make sure that you send out a card and you have time, you have to be resourceful. Maybe you send that card to everybody on your team and everybody signs it. It does take a little effort or maybe you set up a Zoom call and everybody just tells them happy birthday and you have their food delivered to them while you're on the call. But those little things, that those are little things that you can do to keep your team happy and excited to work for you. Because I can tell you, it's not easy to find people who work well from home. And when you find them, give them praise, pour into them, treat them well, and they will stay for a very long time. So those are my tidbits uh, for working from home and managing from home. And I've done this for well over a decade. It's done well. I have literally been given jobs where I was supposed to be in the office that I literally was able to negotiate working from home and never look back and ne have never had a problem working from home. I'm very open to answering more questions about it. I'm sure there's things you might want tidbits on that I know about that you don't. All you have to do is email me at info at brunchandslay.com and we'll make it happen. Until next time, y'all keep shining. If she can, I can, we all can. This is Brunch and Slay. Bye.